running for. Unbelievable timing on that. And it's the Tigers straight away. Game. Elliot. Oh! What a start. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inside NBL Show. This is our weekly preview show. As always, we are brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. Remember to use code INSIGHT. 15 on standard squeeze to get some to get some Chrissy presents for your friends and family. Um mm-hmm. hat too. Yeah, Ash has hooked us up with some swag. He even made this uh homebrew for us. But I'm the super coach Matrix, and I'm here with my co-host Hammer. How are you this fine Wednesday? I'm good, man. One more sleep and round 10 is with us. But before we get there, there's plenty to get through tonight, Matt. Yeah, look. I just I just finished a round of golf, so um, missed a couple par putts, missed a couple birdie putts, so I feel like that's the story of my super coach team. Um, <laughs> on today's show, um, we're going to cover some breaking news. We're going to go through the previews of the games. We're going to go through the most traded in, the most traded out, our trades and captains, our community team, and we're going to answer all your questions along the way. Let's dig into some breaking news. It's time for some news from around the league. Breaking news, man. Can't say we are surprised. We've been talking about it all year, but Adelaide 36, they've finally pulled the trigger. Head coach CJ Bruden has been released. Uh, some super coach implications. They've got a, uh, a new interim coach in Scott Ninnis, former player, uh, Adelaide faithful. He's come out in his latest press conference. He said there's going to be shake-up. There's going to be changes. The starting lineup will not be the same. And he's flagged Trenton Flowers, Kyron Galloway, and Nick Marshall to all see a lot more court time. So we all know the schedule is not pretty for Adelaide here on out. But, you know, we could be picking up some cheapies with a lot more opportunity coming their way if your squad allows for it. There's a little bit more breaking news, isn't there, Matrix? Mate, um... Did I read Shaquille O'Neal or um, correct me on that? Uh, Sharif O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal's oh, son has uh, flagged interest playing for Diamond Valley in the NBL 1, formerly of the Big V. But uh, I don't know, man. This guy had uh, had the whole world in front of him. What's he doing coming to the NBL 1? I mean, like, we usually have great weather. Um, yeah, it's, it's all right over here in Australia. Um, could be a little, little break. I just, I just think that he's not good enough to be a, to be an NBA player. So he's looking elsewhere. Everybody always went to the Euro league when we were growing up and now the NBL is actually a viable option. Yeah, maybe keep your eye on that one. Not sure how relevant it is for us, but, uh, that's breaking news. Mate, do you think we should get into some previews? Let's do it. Let's preview the game for the week ahead. It's time for game talk. All right, the first game is Cairns and Sydney up there in hot Cairns. I mean, down here near Brisbane, it is a scorching. It's like 37 degrees still at um, 
I suppose still at six o'clock at night at the moment. Um, yeah. Cairns is going to be a hot one, and Sydney might struggle up there. But it's a game that will have a lot of eyes on it, super coach wise, because both teams are the only teams on the double this week. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to watch. Um, I'm not sure. I might even look at bringing in. I my plans was to bring in Kings players this week, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, a couple of couple of Cairns players have caught my eye again. So yeah, maybe I just end up. Um, maybe I yeah. just end up bringing in a couple of Cairns players again. See, I'm the same, man. I had the Kings flag from a while back, but I've, I've walked it back. They're just not really that appealing right now. Like. We talked, uh, when was it, Monday night? Jalen Adams, DJ Hogue, and Bolden were probably the only three we'd really look at. And the schedule, it's a 2-1-2 for Sydney. It's, it's not amazing. Like, yeah, they're on a double this week, but Cairns are pretty solid. And especially if you're playing uh, Taj McCall and Paddy Miller at, at guard, is there room for, for Jalen Adams? I don't know, like you can move Taj McCall back up to up back up to forward, but we're round ten. So we've got 10, 11, 12, and thirteen of all cans doubles. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot. Like even when I go to trade out somebody like Wardenberg, I just go, fuck, like he's still gonna score a lot over that period, even if he's not starting. Well you'd hope he would. He, he's uh done his best to prove us wrong so far. But I, I get what you mean. So yeah, look, for me, I don't think I'll be bringing in either of the Kings, but it's going to be a good game to watch. A lot of, lot of can plays and a lot of squads. Do you, th- do you think the same starting lineup, rattle off the starting lineup for Cairns that you saw the other night, and do you think that's how they'll roll out again after success last game? Uh, yeah, so the starting lineup was Paddy Miller, Jonah Antonio, uh, Josh Roberts, Taj McCall, and uh, who's the other one? I'm missing one here. Bull Cole. Yeah, Bull Cole. Yeah. Yep. Look, it's a small lineup. Like, Josh Roberts is playing the centre. He's active. He's a little undersized. They probably, I'd imagine it was either Bull Cole or, or Taj McCall playing the four, but they're both sort of playing the three, really. It was sort of four out, one in. But um, I don't see them going away from that. Sydney aren't huge. Like, they've genuinely got Hunter and then. Hoke, who really is a, I mean, he's got some size, but he, he shoots the three, plays away from the basket mostly. So look, I don't see him going away from it. Yeah, I I like it. Taron actually looked a bit more comfortable not beside Paddy Miller too. And Paddy Miller's proven that he is the man um, for that yeah. position, at least in the starting spot. Mm. Have you... Unrelated to anything, have you ever got a notification that your missus is trying to order Uber Eats through your account? I can't wait to find out what's for dinner. But uh... I, I deliberately bought a house in an area not serviced by Uber, so um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the jokes. Not serviced by internet either, with all my uh, connectivity <laughs> problems over the, the season. But um, nah, I man, can't wait for another podcast from your car. Was that after you picked up Domino's thirty kilometers down the road? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, man. Look, that, that starting line for Kansas is solid. Maybe Taron coming off the bench, it's a blessing. Maybe it's like what we've been talking about, Will Magna. Is he coming in against the second unit? He, he's got the ball in his hands and the freedom a bit more because that starting lineup with Taj McCall and Paddy Miller, there's not a lot of rock to go around bringing it up the court. Those guys love 
to have the ball in their hand. I don't know if it's spoiler alert, but are you at least considering bringing in Josh Roberts this week? Uh, yep. I think he's as close as a lock as I've been with most uh, rounds this season. I just like the upside. I, I really don't think 40... And look, he's been out there before with some moves with his roster and his starting lineups, but can you justify not starting a guy who got you a win against ladder-leading United, who put up a huge scoreline, kept Joe Luala tilted, not much, have you got the balls to go back to playing in four minutes a game? I don't think so. He'll be coaching with Cal Burton if he does that again. <laughs> Cal Burton Jr. <laughs> hey, um, question from the great man, um, Matty O'Brien in the chat. Um, do do are you considering Adams or Bolden, mate? Uh, who who would you bring in, and why is it Adams? Uh, well, who would I bring in, and why is it Bolden? Um. The way my squad's structured, I just cannot for the life of me get Taj McCall to the forward position. So I'm going to end up with uh, Paddy Miller and Taj McCall at guard with PJC coming off the bench, which admittedly that's a lot of coin on your bench. But um, that's why I'd be taking Bolden because you're going to be replacing, if it was my squad, you're getting rid of guys like Bannon, Mango, Wardenberg. That's who your Bolden would be coming in for. So... That's how it works for me. I just think there's too many good guards with, you know, your Millers and your your McCalls. Uh, but yeah, unless your squad's structured differently, Adams is just he's the same player with a worse schedule. I and the other way, I have some really good guards, and I'm moving Taj McCall back up to forward. I just. I find myself with guards on a single being an option this week if I bring in Josh Roberts due to the fact that he's not a jewel. And Adams is the juicy one that I want this week. Um, I think that he's got this high ceiling. I think Bolden's can get 30 max. Like Adams could get – like if Adams got you a 55, you wouldn't be very – you'd be surprised because that's good, but you wouldn't be like – you know, it wouldn't be a stretch of the imagination. Well, you wouldn't think Adams would roll out a nine, which he did, what, one or two weeks ago as well. So, yeah. look, I just think, and it really depends on how your squad's structured, but with me, I've got PJC, I've got Miller, I'm going to have Taj McCall in there as well. I don't have room. I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to take him over Miller. You might, since you're not allowed to pick up Miller this week. We talked about that on Monday. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I like Adams better than Bolton. He's going to outscore Bolton. He's going to be more consistent. I like him. But it depends how deep you are at guard. If you can get Taj McCall to the forward position, Adams is your guy. Mate, uh, Roberts reminds Rob's punk of the girl Hammond knows who you haven't seen for ages but wants to take you home and you just can't resist. Roberts is a lock if you're into that. <laughs> Roberts is... He's that dirty 3.30, isn't he? Like, nothing good ever happens after midnight, but sometimes, uh, look, Josh Robertson is the exception, not the rule. I'm, I'm, I'm backing him in. Being round 10, he only turned up at 1am. Exactly. Which is, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's nice to, to walk in a little fresh when everyone's looking a little dusty, and by comparison, you start to look pretty good. 
Mate, let's have a look at Illawarra and Perth. Obviously, both on singles this week. Um, the only question mark I've really got here is if you have Cotton after that 66, can you trade him out this week? Yes. Yep, 100%. I've seen a few guys who are holding Star, Cotton, and Doolittle. Uh, man, Perth's schedule, we've said it a couple of times, the... It is the worst schedule over the next four or five weeks. It's so much cash. Like, if you can hold him on your bench, and look, admittedly, I'm holding PJC on my bench for one more week, you can do it, but 66 is the one off this year for him. If you look at Miller, you look at Taj McCall, you look at Jalen Adams, and on a double week, let's say they average 30, they've got 60 for the week. How many times is Cotton going to beat 60 on a single? He's not startable this week. Probably not, but he's definitely going to be at his break even of 11 and make you a little bit of moolah. Yeah, but how much is he going to go up by, man? He's, he's so far towards his peak. Like, you just need that cash. Unless you're saving it somehow to do some kind of position swap to get source in, and that's why you're holding the cash. I, I don't know, but to me, you can't be holding Perth guys. There's too much other stuff you could be doing. Albridge scored 20 last week. Is that, a, apart from being a surprise, um, is that something that you are looking to trade him out? Do you still have him in your team? What's happening? No, nah, man, I traded him out last week before the 20. Uh, but I don't hate it. He, he's done me dirty for so long that, I'm just so glad to wipe my hands of it. You know, like, at some point, you got to rip the Band-Aid off. And and I did it. Now I feel free. But what about you, man? Are you still holding him? you still got no, a little I've bit got... of a magnetic Pidgeotto hair holding you in there? No, I boosted for Magnet because I said that there's not another cheapie that's going to come along like this. And then Josh yeah. Roberts came along. Yeah, look, you win some, you lose some. But I don't think you're going to lose too much getting rid of Oldbridge. It's... Even at the back end of the season, when uh, Illawarra's schedule comes mint, I'm not touching him again. You know, he's like a Nathan Sobey. You've done me dirty once. Shame on me. You're not going to do it twice, man. Speaking of uh, big Bill Magne, um, New Zealand versus Tasmania. I, for the first time this year, find myself with a couple of Tasmania players in my roster. Mm-hmm. So... I have to play somebody on a single if I'm going to bring in Josh Roberts and Denzel Valentine. Yeah. Well, I've got Denzel Valentine, so, um, yeah, so if I bring someone in. So I have to play either Milton Doyle or Parker Jackson Cartwright. Who would you play in this matchup? Funny you should ask this, Matrix, because uh, I've dug into the past, and I remember... Distinctly, these two teams played not that long ago. I think it was round eight. And we're all worried. We're saying no one scores well against Tasmania. Now, this was down in dirty Launceston with the tight rims that no one can shoot on. And I mentioned that in the Discord. And boy, was I proved wrong. New Zealand came out on fire. They won this game 97-92. There's some really interesting stats from this. So if you're starting some of those jack jumpers, Milton Doyle in that one had 38 Supercoach points. This was one of those games where he really, really struggled to put points on the board. He had 17, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. 
he was reasonably solid. Crawford had a had a bit of a shocker. He uh, and he had the 15 super coach points, and Marcus Lee had 20. Uh, this was the one though where Will Magne came off the bench with 50 super coach points. If we uh, remember back, he had the 20 and 13. I do remember that. I bet you do. But uh, more interestingly, we we talked New Zealand extensively that they're not going to score well against Tassie. And our man Lamb came out with 48, 49 Supercoach points. 24, 11, and 2. PJC had the 27. But does that help you with your decision at all? Because you're holding a few of those guys. I was actually looking at it as if I was going to trade out Lamb, but you might have convinced me otherwise. Fucking hell. I, I think he's playable on a single. Tassie didn't have answers, and, and mind you, Roth has been pretty good all season, and and for the last two seasons, they're making adjustments. But can Jack McVay handle Anthony Lamb? No. Oh, that's got... a rhetorical question. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you to answer, man. Like, Sorry, man. I actually don't think, he can. I don't think he's quick enough. I don't think he's no. quick enough. He's not strong enough, as much as I love the guy. But, like, look at Tassie's roster. That four spot. Yeah, they've got some advantages against a lot of teams. Like, Jack McVay is almost like a... I don't know what it is. It's like a, a match-up nightmare. He, he's not a... I can't even describe his game. He hits threes, but it's like a a small big or a big small. Or whatever it is, it, it works. But Anthony Lamb, I'm not sold that he can match up there. Majok Deng can't guard his own shadow. There's, that's the weak spot. I think Lamb's going to be the guy playable on a single this week. Can I take you in a trip down memory lane and take us back to round eight when I decided I was going to make a pod move and play Jack McVeigh over Anthony Lamb? That is probably that is legit. Probably the difference between me being two hundredth and me being a thousandth right now. Quite possibly. And what does that uh, what does that tell you? You should listen to me more often. You, you, you were okay with Jack McVeigh back then. Lamb was a trap. Man, I was okay with Jack McVeigh in your team, not my team. <laughs> Mate, is there anyone else you want to talk about at New Zealand or Tasmania? You don't think a Marcus Lee or someone's a pod or anything that you can bring in? Definitely probably not on a single, can we? Is Mil- no. Will Magna even an option to bring in with a minus six break even? You could. Because Tassie's got a couple of doubles coming up. I wouldn't be bringing him in to start um, on a single. And I guess now I've said that, he's going to go off for 50 again. But, yeah, look, Magna, a lot of us are probably holding him. He's a solid bench guy, and two doubles after this will get his probably maximum price rises and hopefully some more uh, production. But that's about it. The only news I've got else to do with this game is starting to hear that uh, Zion Cheatham's getting closer to return was originally slated for eight weeks, probably looking closer to six. Uh, and there is word that he warmed up before the last game. So keep an eye on that. That's coming in about 290K at a very weak centre position. Uh, depending on schedule, maybe that's something we can look at to, to transition to after Wardenberg and before uh, Big Sam. I actually hate the New Zealand schedule, though, for a little while. It goes yeah. single, single, double, single, single, double, single, double, single, double, double. Like, yeah. I'm probably not looking at them till what, round 17? Would you look at Cheatham 
uh, as maybe like a magnet replacement as a backup big that you could play on a double. I'd or play him on a double. But remember, because you're holding Rose. Remember, he rose in cash a fair bit. Like, he's 295K. That's probably not too bad, is it? Not coming into the season late where, like, you're going to have guys, especially all the Cairns guys that you've made coin on. You'll be ditching your Millers, your McCalls. Wardenberg will be well and truly dead to us. Clintman. Yeah. Like, are you going to be having some cash freed up? Maybe some boosts for those of you lucky enough to have not blown them on complete rubbish? Um. Keep it in your back pocket. I don't mind the option. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, let's head into the next game, and that's Adelaide versus Cairns. Of course, CJ Bruton won't be there. Um, they're going to have this renewed, shortened rotation. Who misses out? It's not anyone that's super coach relevant with your Trey Kells or your or your Wileys or even your Humphreys. Talk to me about Mitch McCarron. He's been ordinary. Um, hmm. oh, he might miss out completely. Does the new coach rejuvenate him with a different, I suppose, uh, game plan or something like that? Mitch McCarron's not a bad player. This just whatever's happening isn't working right now for him, though. Yeah, look, Mitch needs shooters around him. He's not a shooter. He's not a threat from the three. His game has become a bit murky. Maybe just a bit, I don't know what's happened. When, when he came to the league with Cairns, he was like a maybe a small forward. He rebounded the shit out of the ball for a guard. He was electric. He was fantasy gold. And he went to Melbourne United, and they've tried to make him a point guard. And it's, it's had mixed success. Like, he was solid on a team full of stars because, you know, he didn't have to shoot the ball. He just rebounded had some assists and made the odd layup. But maybe Adelaide's asking too much and, and he's out of position. Maybe. Maybe that's... I don't, I don't know. Like, when you had a look at the Adelaide lineup at the start of the year, you didn't think yep. they were going to be this bad. Like, I actually like Jacob Wiley as a player. Humphreys is a serviceable NBL big. Like, yep. Trey Kell's exciting. Um, you've got DJ3J in there now who's good. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hate the roster. There's no balance. You take Hump out, have they even got a centre? You know, they've got a log jam at that sort of... It's almost like they don't have a point guard outside of Jason Kiddie and they're not playing him. And they've got all these real yeah. combo guards that do the same thing. Um, but here's a question for you. How does an interim coach, because we've seen it with Illawarra, how does that affect a team when the coach changes mid-season, super coach-wise? Look, usually positively, because like Illawarra have played better since uh, Tatum's come in. Um, yeah. They've got to buy in. Maybe it's just them pulling their finger out. It's like, oh, fuck, they got rid of the coach. Maybe I'm next. Maybe I'm the next person to be moving out of the rotation. Usually people pull their finger out and play a bit better. That's just yeah. no analysis or anything like that. That's just the way I feel about it. And I've got two takes on the situation with Adelaide right now. The first one is, and, and Ninnis has probably um, alluded to it, that the rotation will shorten. So they're going to be playing maybe eight, eight deep. 
who that is, yep. we'll probably find out this week. But what he has mentioned is the guys like Flowers, Nick Marshall, Kyron Galloway are going to be playing. Here's my second point. Those three guys, they're young. They're possibly the future of the club. You start to look at the contracts that Adelaide have. A lot of expiring contracts. A lot of guys that potentially will not be re-signed next year and be looking for new jobs. Is it in the best interest of someone like Scott Ninnis, who's a you know, an Adelaide legend who wants his club to do well. The season's a write-off for Adelaide. Is it in their best interest to start blooding the future and say, hey, we gave you a lot of burn at the end of the season. We want to put our faith in you re-sign with us. Maybe. Um, so who's going to get the bump then? Who's getting bumped out? I'd say yeah. we probably won't see a lot of Tui Smith-Milner. I'll say Corin Galloway will get a lot more of the run at forward. Uh, Alex Starling probably won't play as much. He, he's been a good energy guy, but he's he's a lot older. He's on a one-year deal. Will you bring him back when you can actually bring in um, – you can probably reload the roster? Um, I don't know. I think the young kids and, and the guys that you're going to develop will get, get the extra kick and, and probably Trenton Flowers. that They're going to want to get his draft stocks up so they can say, hey, we're a destination for next stars in the future. Yeah, because it's pretty. It looks pretty bad. Like Saar looks like he's going to get drafted. Uh, Clintman looks like he's going to get drafted late. And then you've got Adelaide. Like people are just going to stay away from Adelaide. You've got New Zealand, like RJ Hampton, a little while back. Uh, you know, he got drafted out of New Zealand. Are people just going to stay away from Adelaide if that's what they it think? Happens. Well, look back, uh, Terry. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He came out to Southeast Melbourne in one of the first batches of next stars. He played about 40 seconds the entire season. They've never had a next star since. Has he had the Russian kid? Uh, he didn't play at all for the first five games. Played five minutes, was released on mutual agreement. Um, they haven't had a next star since, and they've been trying to bring one in. So maybe the reputation is something you need to protect. Mate, we're halfway through the games. Uh, let's get to a couple of questions. Uh, Ryan Hammond from Astute Newstead is just curious if it is possible to mute Maddie. Um, yeah, thanks, mate. Um, look, you can mute me right now because I'm about to tell you that you could contact Ryan from Astute Newstead if you need an obligation-free mortgage quote. Um, look, yeah, look, he can help you get your dream home, um, even though he's got bad taste in who he listens to. Um Look, he does listen to you when it comes to, uh, I suppose, your mortgage solutions. And uh, he does now have over 50 different lenders that he can get in contact because I know I don't have the time to contact 50 different lenders to work out what's the best deal for me. Much better broker than his uh, super coach player, I've heard. <laughs> Hamo's actually been an elite NRL super coach player, can I say? Uh, let's see how he goes in BBL. I mean, real super coach, NBL. <laughs> hey, uh, Rob Spines is asking if Clintman out for Roberts is a good play. Would you move Clintman out on a on a double still? Uh, you could. I, I don't think he's amazing, but he's he's not my priority. Like, I don't know how your your squad structured, Rob. But um, look, I, I'd be getting out your mangoes, possibly your bannons, uh, those guys well before Clintman, just given the schedule. You can afford to to um, hold him a bit longer. And he was injured, we've got to remember. He's, his minutes are creeping back up. The production hasn't been amazing, but um, but we know he can play when he puts it together. And, and he did play a fair bit last game, didn't he? 
He looked all right for the eye yeah, test. Yeah, he did. He got 27 for the week, which I suppose he's still losing you money, but you're banking 27 points. Um, yeah. Our I graphic like today was – our graphic today was cash or carry. This is a pretty good example because you're losing cash, but he's getting your points. Like, I like the Roberts trade, but I wonder if you're better off trading someone else out. What's his break even? Ah, uh, 40. Yeah, so that's only 20 a game. Like, it's doable. If he does lose cash, I don't think it's going to be horrendous. Have a look at your squad. Is there someone who needs to, um, to come out... Uh for him and just looking in the chat my man boogie x has, has come with that little throwback we're trying to talk to terry armstrong that's that's who i was trying to remember yeah he was uh Mate. he got the two minute noodle hair didn't he <laughs> boogie x knows his stuff um would you go hoag and adams for lamb and cartwright uh yeah look i have lamb and cartwright and i wouldn't but that's because I don't currently have uh, Taj McCall. And I'm bringing in Josh Roberts as well. So I don't hate it. If you have Taj, I don't I don't mind that trade at all. Lamb and Kara, we've, we've said they're guys who are playable on a single. And there's only two teams on a double. So unless you're filling up your squad with all these doubles, which potentially that's what you're doing. Um, but those two guys are on a single again next week. So... You know, you win this week, you might lose a little bit next week, but hey, solid trade. Um, Clintman or Ward for Roberts by Hammer here? Uh, get rid of Wardenberg. Oh, well, as long as you can cover center. See, that's been the issue all year. Like, are you looking to bring in next week at center big source? There's two weeks of center coverage, but... You know, who's your backup centre? That's, that's the only reason I've hung on to Wardenberg. It's because the only backup centres I've been able to get my hands on have been Mango, who's been horrendous. But when I say horrendous, man, he looked good to the eye for a little bit, apart from not being able to catch the ball last week, but um, never translates. Yeah, I love Mango when he's warming out. He's just like, just yeah. vibing. It reminds me a little bit of my own sort of uh, NBL one days. You know, like, I'm sure the opposition would have just seen the warm-ups and been like, man, this is the warm-up MVP. This guy <laughs> must be the import. And then when he doesn't get on the court all the game, they're like, oh, shit, the import must be injured. You know? but <laughs> when you know you're not going to be playing minutes, you can leave it all out there in the warm-up, man. Throw down every dunk you want. because you, you may as well get your energy out of it before you sit on the bench all night. I've never been able to dunk, so I can't do that during the warm up. But I'm the guy clapping in the corner. I'm I'm really yeah. good for energy. I remember being able to point up at the bar when you used to run the bar up at uh up at those NBL one games. That was uh, <laughs> where this connection started. <laughs> hey, um, look, Braino, who I'm not actually sure is Braino here in the chat. Um, his trades are Bannon and Parker Jackson Cartwright for Robertson Starling. Um, I hate the Starling one personally. Oh, um, can I you tell it. Braino and the man with the excellent profile picture uh, what he should do instead of Starling? Anything well, firstly, else? Firstly, I'll tell the fake brain that he's entitled to his wrong opinion. Um, but, man, look, Roberts, yeah. Schedule, cash cow, Starling. 
no schedule, new coach coming in. Is he going to play? Don't know. Has he done it before? Is he a one-game wonder? More than likely. Man, do better. That's <laughs> get 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 out of the Starling trade. There's got to be a better cash cow coming. Look, I, I know he's a Ford. There's not a lot of Fords around, but there's got to be more than that. Mate, would you go um? Would you go Source or Creek for next week? without a question. I I struggle with centers. My centers currently are center forward eligible, so I can move them around. I yep. think I'd be able to find a way to get source in. That's it. You, you look at that forward position and who are you bringing in Creek over? You know, if you could bring in both, maybe, but you need to address that center problem. It's been an issue all year. Source is a genuine captain look. Um, I think you got to get source to be left behind for that one. I'm going to be able to have a bit of a look at it next week, but I'm already thinking uh, Anthony Lamb out for source next week um, yep. and moving Wardenberg or Magna. Yeah, look, that's why I'm holding on to PJC and Lamb, just to have that cash to make my saucy move come around 11 and 12. Yeah. But look. All comes down to setting up so that you've got that cash in reserve so you can make these big moves when they come. <laughs> Not my Wi Fi for once. How good is this? Well, looks like I'm on my own, and I have no idea how to bring Matrix back into the chat. This is good. Give me one moment. So, check out our next game. We've just moved on from the big source. Coming in for that one. Keep the questions rolling in. Sunday, Melbourne United versus the Brisbane Bullets. Melbourne United have not been fantasy relevant for a while. I don't think too many guys are holding on. Probably the only uh, real things to talk about out of this one are the Brisbane Bullets. Bannon Holders, he's come down with late-onset concussion. Now, it's been all over Twitter or X this week. Um... There's some protocols in place. We may not know if he's going to play until Sunday. So we look at Delhi, we look at Illy. These things have lingered. Uh, oh, we've got movement. Matrix is back. Look at this. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> he's back. Yeah, man. We're just covering the, uh, the Melbourne United-Brisbane game. We're talking about the concussion with Bannon. What are your thoughts, feelings, concerns? I... Was thinking that I might keep him, but now that he, he they're playing later on in the week, I can't mm -hmm. really afford to have a did not play coach's decision. Yeah, due to this, due to the fact that look, they were all right with him out. I think they need him, but I think I they'll play right him if he's around. 
I wasn't all right. I was struggling. Yeah, look, and he didn't have a great game. Has he maxed out on cash? Have we Probably seen the now. Yeah. yeah, I think we have now. From a guy who came in at 69K, you're selling for about 250K. You've got to be happy with that if you get out of him at this point. Yeah, I think... That's what a cash think... is, right? You take the cash I and you think... pivot. I think this is the week to get him out, and I think I will have to get him out with the uncertainty. I would be keeping him. I've been okay watching every Brisbane game, knowing that I'm going to get mid-20s from him. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously got banged up in that first game, and it's not really his fault, but I think he's gone now. Yeah, so do I. And probably the only real real shame of this whole thing is that he was injured at the start of the season when they had that great schedule. And we probably didn't get as much Bannon as we would have liked, but um, he's been serviceable. He's done his thing. And he's been a lot better than some of the 69K guys, like your main man, Albridge. Yeah, look, I've, I've been happy with Bannon. Um, look, I'll keep that Bannon jersey incoming. It'll be on a GoFundMe page because I see it's 120 bucks to get a Bannon jersey at the moment. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot else coming out of, out of that game. Last game of the round. Sydney Kings, South East Melbourne, Phoenix. A few implications here. What are we hoping for? We're hoping that Source has a shocker, drops in price, and that uh, some of our Sydney Kings have done a little dance and got us some points this week. Yeah, if you bring in Sydney Kings players, you're probably hoping some of them shit the bed. If you don't, Cairns and South East Melbourne aren't exactly easy matchups, but I'm not sure. What do you think about the Bolden Source matchup? Uh. Look, Bolden's, they've got the two bigs, right? They've got Hunter, they've got Bolden. They can throw, throw two different looks at him. Source has been very inefficient scoring, especially against some of these longer guys. He, I mean, this is a guy, and as good as he is, he can't jump over a New York telephone book, man. This, this guy has is, is probably got the vertical jump of yourself. Um, True. But he's probably also got the floater that you've got as well. Um, yeah. He just contributes in so many ways. He gets solid rebounds. His assists are great for a big guy. He finds a way. Um, What I'm concerned about is the foul trouble. Having to guard two bigs that is going to rotate all night and two bigs that that operate in different ways, he's going to have to go down low with Hunter. He's going to have to guard the perimeter potentially with with Bolden. Uh, They might throw Hogue at, at the five spot for a bit. It's going to be tough for him to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, look, I think so. I think I'm okay with fading him just for one more week. But Source is a lock next week. Yeah. And I just hope it doesn't work out. Um, I think it's going to be hard to adjust from uh, Hunter in a Bolden as well. Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be, you know, hanging off Hunter a little bit. Um, You've got to lock down uh, Bolden on the perimeter. Bolden's probably quick yep. enough maybe to get past him at times. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Look, Source is going to get a little help this week. Gorjack Gak is back. Um, Daniel Johnson's gone. I'm not sure why, though. Like, I know he's an injury replacement, but Craig Moller's gone down for the year. He's done his other knee. Um, but Johnson's been released. So what I'm thinking is that our main man, the Flying Toilet, who... We probably have to put out a bit of a missing persons report. We haven't seen him tonight. Um, his man, Matt Kenyon, 
is possibly going to get the start again. And when Kenyon started, he's actually produced for as, uh, as much as, oh, my God, speak of the devil. Look at that for time. <laughs> but his ears were burning. <laughs> yeah, he was in the. He was probably in the BBL show. Um, and I could probably shout out the uh, the boys in the uh, BBL show. They had a ripper show, and I am super excited for the BBL content going forward. I'm I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't sign up for the BBL um, podcast because I don't think I could do a better job than those boys at the moment. So shout out to them. Um, BBL starting on Thursday. Um, have a bit of a listen to the. Um, to the lads there and um yeah have a crack at winning another thousand dollars every week with them yeah that's what i love about this insight network they cover all fantasy and super coach sports um but i'll tell you the one thing i don't like about insight sports is that i still haven't got an insight t-shirt what is going on i'm sure all these i don't have an insight i don't have an insight t-shirt uh but uh, uh maddie g maddie g had one the other day so i might need to work on that yeah Hook me up. <laughs> uh, look, moving forward from the uh, the games of the round, we've got a community team that's been doing pretty well, Matrix. We have, we have. Uh, give me a second, and I'll uh, I'll log in and have a look. So we have finished up um, dropping a few spots last time to I think it's two hundred and twelve. So we've got our trades this week, and currently looking. Like Doolittle to Roberts and Lamb to Hoke um, or Bannon to Adam or and Bannon to Adams using the trade. So I don't think you can get much better than that. There's two boosts up the sleeve. They're 200. We're trying to take the chip one week um, so Hummingbird House can get some extra money from us. Yeah, that's good. Looking very solid. So, guys, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, concerns, you want to put your little fingers all over the community team, jump in the Discord chat, get about it. But 212th, man, I'm living vicariously through that team because that is light years ahead of mine. <laughs> yeah, look, it's funny. Like, they say many hands make light work. Um, everybody puts their opinions. And I often put my weekly trades in there, and it just doesn't get the likes of some of the other trades. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good, and it looks like they're boosting this week. Interesting week to boost, but honestly, um, Hogue, Adams, and Roberts gives you cash generation and um, gives you a shot at the weekly prize, I think. It's solid. Who else we got in there? We got Miller and McCall? Yeah, they've already got Miller and McCall. Uh, Captain Miller last week, I believe. Very tasty. That's. I don't think I'm going to beat that. Who's our centre? Uh, Wardenberg. There's Wardenberg, there's Wardenberg, Magne, uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright staying a week, Captain Miller last week. There's still Anthony Lamb, who we might need to play on a single this week, but, um, yeah, yeah should be good. Yeah, I'm loving it. Cool. Um, loving that chat. Uh, let's go through the most traded in and most traded out. Uh, let's start with the most traded in. This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. One of your best. Most traded in. <laughs> Mate, my internet's a little slow. Give me a, give me a second. Talk, talk, talk. Um, no, most traded in is Josh Roberts, 16.7%. I'm looking at bringing him in. I definitely understand that. Yeah, I'm bringing him in. It's... It's a no-brainer. The cash generation is going to be phenomenal. 
Um, the role, it appears to be there. Another week might solidify that. But he's also a no-nonsense guy. Like, he doesn't need plays called for him to, to get his. He probably didn't rebound as well as he would have liked last week. He had five, I think. But he did double-double, I think, against both NBA teams. So the potential's there. Do you think, like, a good comparison is, like, a Marcus Lee or someone like that? Oh, it's a stretch. Um, but maybe the same production, possibly. Um, yeah, look, I just think the fit, we said it on Monday night, the fit between him and Miller is what's going to keep him there. It just wasn't working, this pick-and-pop stuff with Wardenberg and Menenga. Those guys just want to float to the three and jack up threes, and both of them, I'd hate to see their percentages this year, but Wardenberg can't hit the backside of a barn. But having that lob threat, it, it's reminiscent of Cairns, the way they played with uh, Scotty Machado and Cam Oliver, just diving to the rim rather than popping. It's it's going to work for that team. So I just want to start with Cairns and Sydney are the guys on doubles. So the top six here are Cairns and Sydney players. Jalen okay. Adams, um, NBL MVP last year, 12% of teams are bringing him in. He's dropped in cash a little bit too. He's 360K after that nine that we spoke about a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Um, yeah. yeah, sort of reaping the benefits of uh, saving a bit of cash there. Yeah. Well, here's one for you. 360K, very similar price to Taj McCall. If you haven't got McCall already and you have to choose between the two of them, who are you going? I'm going cut Taj McCall because I like the flexibility with guard forward and the fact that there is four singles. Yeah. I get worried by the fact that Everybody who's anybody seems to have Taj McCall, uh, but I do see that it's only 8% of teams. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Look, he had a good round last round, but he's also very, very susceptible to turnovers, um, which is probably why, and we'll get to captains later, why I probably would avoid captaining him because, you know, you get rocks and diamonds with this guy. He's as great as he was this week. He could be just as bad the next week. So, you know. Everywhere, a little caution. Ta- Taj McCall is the fourth fourth most brought in player um, yep. by eight point nine percent of teams, but ten point five percent of teams are bringing in Joel, Jonah Bolden. I faded him last week to get in Denzel Valentine. Uh, one of my biggest mistakes when my gut told me to get in Bolden. I wonder if you're chasing last week's points if you're getting in Jonah Bolden. Well, put it this way: I'm assuming you're getting him in to play at centre. Is yep. he going to outproduce Wardenberg? And this why is week, the answer yes? This week, yes. Um, yep. I don't have other trades where I can get him in. Like, I could boost to do that. But in the single next week, is he going to score yeah. more than Wardenberg? Probably not. Well, let, let's say you have Bolden and Magne as your, your centres. That's can a you perfect do that pair. That's a perfect pair. <laughs> I like it. I like it. The octopus there uh, has strolled out there. Um, DJ Hogue. I'm actually super surprised that DJ Hogue is known by more people. Um, 364K, 8% of teams are rectifying that situation. Yeah, but we talked it Monday as well. Uh, Hogue, he had 40-odd Supercoach points last game and looked like a very benign stat line. Like, Run of the mill, every day of the week, 
was probably half asleep when he put it up. So I think he's going to have that consistency around that high 30s, low 40s. Um, look, the price is reasonably high, but I think there's going to be a very small variation between his bad games and his good games. He's solid. Uh, Paddy Miller, uh, he's owned by 14% Patty of teams. 4.9% of teams don't have him. Uh, I'm one of those people. Uh, Paddy Miller is as much of a must-own as you must have. Man, do you remember the movie White Men Can't Jump? Yes, and I do. they're cruising actually. in the car. And uh, at Sydney, he turns around to Billy Hoyle and he says, look, man, you can, you can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. That's you, man. You can... You got to keep Patty Miller's name out your mouth after you disrespected him. Don't, don't think you can be bringing his name up, mate. I'm just glad that I have Denzel Valentine instead of Patty Miller. Let's go after those pod plays. Still beating you though, so uh, let's uh, let's oh, okay. put that in. Put it. Put a fork in. minutes to get to that. Put a <laughs> put a fork in it. You're done. Um, <laughs> other people that are done. People bringing in Lockie Albrich. That's chasing last week's points. People bringing in Jacob Wiley, Wiley Coyote. While I liked it last week, not so much a play this week. Um, I do understand Alan Williams and Denzel Valentine at 2% bringing him in. I have him in my team. I think it's a very pod play. Mm, It's very potty indeed. It's brave, in fact. It. Potty, P-O-T-T-Y, I think. I think so. Uh, look. The, Sorry. The Flying Pilots made a really good point, mate. Uh, which three Adelaide players are you trading this week as punishment? <laughs> um, CJ Bruton. Um, <laughs> Drakel. And, and actually, the, uh, the 2% of people, that's me bringing in Jacob Wiley, so... Starling. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not bringing in Starling even then. The most traded out, Josh Bannon, 23% of people, 69K cheapie at one stage throughout the year. Um, I still haven't got my Josh Bannon jersey, but I might get it. I, I might be going to some box seats. Uh, if you want a, uh, if you want to catch up for a brewski um, in the next couple of weeks, but Josh Bannon, two hundred and fifty four k, he's never going to be worth as much as he is now. No, I think we've peaked. You know, you got to know when you're on a good thing and and get out before it gets nasty. This is your moment. It's done. Uh, talk of that uh, corporate box of yours. Tenth uh, of January, Bulls first Jack Jumpers. Pencil that one in. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'll uh, I'll hit up my boys for some tickets. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty keen. Just just let me know if we're bringing the kids or uh, or we're going going solo and you're driving. What's that? We're, we're bringing the kids or we're having fun. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. <laughs> um, Parker Jackson Cartwright, though you, your kid has an awesome Tasmania Jack Jumpers jersey, so I'm just going to leave that there. Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright, 373k. Thirteen uh, percent of people are cashing in on that. Yeah, look, I think he's got one more week to run. His break even's relatively low. Um, 18. 18, very low. He should cover that. 
Um, you know, no Will McDowell White. He, he, the minutes are just his. Um, I'm going to ride him one more week, cash out a little higher, and have that money to play with when we um get a little bit more to to choose from with the schedule. The other guy that was in everybody's plans to trade out, Anthony Lamb, 403K, break even of 27K. Um, I will be making a dis- uh, decision between Parker Jackson Cartwright and Anthony Lamb. Yeah, look, both break evens aren't bad. Like, Anthony Lamb, he had a great game against Tassie last time. 27 seems to be his floor, somewhere around then, or 24, 25. So if he hits like low 20s, he's not going to drop by that much. So I think if you're worried about cash, don't be. You can hold him another week. Uh, the fourth, R2E2, 158K, um, 2.7%. Uh, the R2E2 Mango Mathiang, um, or up north where they call him the Bowen Mango. Um, yeah, look, the people are trading him out. Mm. Yeah, look, I'm not this week just because I've got other stuff to do. He's like... I just keep getting stuck with these guys. You know, you know, there was a year I got stuck with Kevin White pretty much all season. Just couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> Mango Mathiang is my Kevin White this year. Ugh. Still got a bad you know what? I thought Ben Eyre was going to be my guy this year. Like, he did ben really Air. well in Ben Eyre. I, after he went so well in that first week and then he went so shit in the second week i was like i'm gonna be stuck with this guy for a long long time but uh, i found a way that the cheapies have come through at certain times uh soby's getting traded out against melbourne uh which he's gonna have some good defenders on him so i understand that and the schedule's gone for brisbane yeah soby's done stick a fork in him um, the next three are Cairns players. Trading him out with four doubles in a row. Sam Wardenberg, Bullquell, and uh, Gak. Um, look, they're not producing, even if they're playing twice as many games as anyone else. Yeah, look, it's clear. I think it's pretty clear. A lot of teams coming to the playoffs now are going to start to tighten their rotations. It's it's just been proven time after time. Jacobus in, in Illawarra. Playing all twelve guys like it's you know it's under tens and you're trying to keep the parents happy. CJ did a bit of that. At, at some point, you just got to say, hey guys, you need to play seven or eight of you, get a feel for the game, roll with it. I don't understand people trading out Will Magne uh, at one point six percent owned with a minus six break even. Um, I think you hold the screen with one finger for about three seconds. There comes up a little cross in the corner of your super coach app. You press it and you delete app. Yeah. And you can take with you all your other mistakes, like having Majok Majok in your team all season. <laughs> um, Mitch Norton's also traded out, but that's only 1.6% of trades. Um, yep. Let's Look, get into Norton. our trades. Sorry. Go on, you want Norton? Norton's been serviceable, but Shannon Scott's coming back, and it's, yeah, you've made your run with Norton. Let's get into our trade. Time's up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Let us know yours, because I changed mine about three times during this pod. Yeah, look, mate, I have gotten rid of Justin Robinson. Thank God he was going to be like Kevin White. He's been there all season and been laying donuts. (laughs) Uh, so I bought in Taj McCall at guard and moved PJC to the bench. 
and I bought in Josh Roberts for Bannon. So it leaves me 33k in the bank. TJC worth 370 odd k on the bench with a low break even, and Anthony Lamb starting. So um, enough to work into big stores as my centre and captain next week, but um, I'm not expecting a great week. I've, uh, I've got Lamb starting on a single. I've got uh, Wardenberg at centre just stinking it up, and I'll probably end up starting starting Roberts. So it's all down to Miller and Taj McCall the guard. So what I've done is I'm trading in Miller and Josh Roberts. Um, yeah. I'm That allows me to move Denzel Valentine up to guard. Um, I'm starting Anthony Lamb, but I've got Taj McCall up there at, at forward. Um, I've got yeah. Josh Roberts, Bobby Clintman, Milton Doyle, Taryn Armstrong, and Willie Magnay coming off the bench. Sort of yeah. sets me up for the following week where, um, where Tasmania have the double. Uh, Wardenberg starting. I have to trade out Parker Jackson Cartwright instead of Anthony Lamb. Yeah. I was okay with trading out Anthony Lamb, but it would mean that I was starting one of these guards on a on a double. And I think Anthony Lamb is or one of these guards on a single. And I think Anthony Lamb is the play um, yeah. on the single if you've got to play anyone. Um, my only thing is, like, I think Anthony Lamb's going to outscore Josh Roberts on a double. That's my question. Uh, look, let's say Lamb has, let's say he has, what, 35? That, that's pretty conservative. Is Roberts going to get 17 and 17 to potentially match that? I don't know. But, Probably. but then if you look at, if, let's say uh, Lamb has, has the lower end, it gets his floor and he has 24. I'm confident Roberts gets 12 and 12. Um, look, I'm starting both of them, so I'm not in that, that dilemma. But, uh, yeah, look, I've got some faith in Roberts. Maybe it's a little fool's gold, but I think he's going to get a crack at it. And his game's just that raw that, you know, he's not a shooter. He's not going to come out and his shot's not on, they'll bench him. He's going to hustle. He's going to do the one percenters, and he's going to accumulate those dirty stats. So, look, I don't hate it. Mate, uh, let's delve into captain. Captain, my captain. Me. Captain, my captain. Mate, you love that. Oh, it hits me every single time, and I know it's coming. <laughs> um, who are you captaining? Mate, I, I'm going Miller. I think there really is only, what, four choices this week? Miller McCall, Adams Hope. Is there anyone else? Yeah. That's it. Denzel Valentine. <laughs> Will Magnet. <laughs> if you get I'm 50 in 16 minutes. Yeah. I- I'm not Miller. You're obviously not allowed to. So who are you going? <laughs> yeah, Miller. Um... <laughs> I'm glad um, that I have to bring in these three Adelaide players over the next couple of weeks to Captain Miller this week. Um, and uh, Trenton Flowers is one of them. And so is so is Willie Farley. And um, I've played with Willie Farley up here in Toowoomba. He uh, he coached the Toowoomba Mountaineers here for a little while. So, uh, yeah, my mate Willie, shout out to him. Like um, 1912, the last time they won a game, right? Um, oh, look, he was about 40 at the time. So, um, yeah, it was 1912. 
Uh, Brett Ma. That's probably an option for you. At least you know he's going to be on the court the whole game, given his name's written all over it. True, true. There's some, there's some really deep cuts there from a flying toilet. So I enjoy the deep cuts. Yeah. I just feel like this this guy has just rubbed the encyclopedia of the NBL on his head and just popped up random names from yesteryear. Mate, I think we might have to do a show with a flying toilet at some stage. I wouldn't mind bringing him in as the third wheel. It's, I feel like it could work a little something, something. Mate, uh, apparently you have to give me a huge bits, bitch slap. I've only got hit with a uh, with a closed fist from you, so. Um... <laughs> well, there's always time to try new things. And um, you still had Justin Robinson, so that's an interesting one. Yeah, just one of those things. I, I brought him in, and look, I'm going to apologise here because I thought he was going to be a lot better than he was, and, and I spruced that preseason. You know, to me, he was he was Jalen Adams light, and we had a very small sample size last year. He was great. You know, he had like a fifty in his one game. He got injured last year, and he's just been a shell of his former self. And I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's the Hawks. I don't know if it's the Comas, but he's been abysmal. And I've finally got him out of my team, and I'm couldn't be happier. Mate, um, we've sort of ducked through most of our questions. Um, yep. we're, we're bang on an hour. Do you think this one wraps it up? Uh, do you have any final words? No, mate. My only closing point is get on the community team because I'm claiming that one now because it's so much better than mine. Um, but, hey, I can feel the top 100 coming. I can feel the top 100 coming. I'm actually thinking that we could win Team of the Week one of these weeks. And yeah. um, and genuinely, like, we did make a bit of a donation to Hummingbird House um, for for David van der Gleeson, who's uh, actually first overall. Um, he does a lot of charity work. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. It'd just be really good to be able to help him out in uh, with with a $500 special. For sure. Well, sounds like it's a wrap, man. You've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Cheerio.